Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Fantasy Doctors <laughs> Soccer Podcast. We are your host, physical therapy student Berg, here with myself, Andy Serafin. What up? And here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. So, Berg, why don't you start us off today? Yo, listen, I just ate. My belly's full. I'm, I'm ready to go, bro. I'm ready to go. Listen, we have, we have a lot of stuff cooking up for you guys. We, have, we, we need to talk a little bit about Davide Astori, um, to talk about there's been some new information on his autopsy result. We wanted to talk about that a little bit. And then we got to talk about, <laughs> we got to talk about Neymar. We got to talk about the implication of Neymar's injury, not only the game on, on performance-wise for PSG, but as well as all this money that PSG just lost just because of his absence. And then uh, we're going to touch a bit on Pogba injury. And then I think we're going to finish on Harry Kane. And um, Andy, I don't know if you have any other topics to add. If we have time, we can just freestyle, bro. That's right. And we're just going to throw in at the end a little bit of injury news on Andres Iniesta and okay. um, what he may or may not be doing against Chelsea. But we'll get into that later. Word. Word. Someone I... says, give me a... Okay. All right. We'll, we'll answer all questions at the end. Um, we'll answer a few questions live on the air. Um, and as well, it'll be on our podcast at the Fantasy Doctors on all social media platforms. So definitely check us out there. Um, if you guys That's have right. any questions while we're doing this, just shoot them below and we will get to them at the end. Perfect. 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 All right. So why um, don't we start with Davide Astori? Davide um, Astori. So we just got um, three days ago. Um, you know, turn on my phone, and first news I got was for um, the the his autopsy result. Um, first of all, before before we start, I wanted to actually um, send we wanted to send our condolences to the family. You know, it's not every day a young soccer player like that, you know, um, pass away. So condolences to the family. You know, it's 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 very hard, especially when you have somebody like that who's a captain captain of a team. His cap. Um, I have here, he's capped 14 times by Italy. You know, he's, he's a tremendous player. Um, Fiorentina lost, and you know, lost a great deal here, and condolences to them and the family as well. I think he left two daughters, so it's it's very unfortunate. But, um, you know, it's a, I, um, condolences to the family. It's a hard time. Just I hope you guys find the strength to actually go through this period of time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just like to echo those sentiments as well. And um, he did leave behind a wife and some children as well, um, a few daughters, if I remember correctly. So um, best of luck to him and his family. I hope they get the financial um, help they can get from the club as well as hopefully some donors. And yeah, it's, it's a very young age to pass away so young. Yeah. And he, he was not only the captain of his team, he was a very influential figure for the young players in the locker room. And yeah, I'm sure that whole team is hurting right now. Nothing but yeah. love and respect for those guys over there. So, and, you know, took my phone yesterday. I was, I'm not yesterday, three days ago, I was coming from clinical and I read his autopsy results. So they have, um, so supposedly the result says he's got bradyarrhythmia with pleuroviscera congestion and pulmonary edema. Those of you who don't know, um, bradyarrhythmia means he's got a slow heart rate. But usually what happens is um, super conditioned athlete, like UFC soccer players, they have a, a generally low heart rate 
to begin with. You know, the normal, normal average, average heart rate for the population is 70 beats per minute. Um, condition, super conditioned athlete will go down to like, you know, low 60s and mid 50s, right? And even lower. But with him, not only that he had a sl lower heart rate, slower heart rate, but it was also irregular. So you, you top that with top slow heart rate with a irregular heart rate. That's, that's, a, that's a bad news, a recipe for disaster. Um, I have a lot of questions about, um, I'm going to run a, a, a fine line here between um, being insensitive and asking questions just because I want to know what's going on. Um, but it, it just, it's just dawned to me that, you know, it's, you don't just develop this kind of thing like overnight, you know what I mean? It's yeah, a, it takes time. It, it, it takes time. So I'm wondering, you know, like how often the club actually conduct like a, a, a cardiac, like a, like a full cardio workup just to see if, you know, like not only that the players is fit, but is, is the player also, you know, is his heart healthy? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want, because like you said, you mentioned earlier before we hit record that they, the clubs do this, but they do it every time, you know, someone, you know, change team or, you know, they get a new player and then they have to run like a full, um, a full set, a full get up, like get, you know, figure out what your fitness is and, you know, get a, get a uh, imaging um, for, for what's the, what's the word that I'm looking for? I'm, I'm, the, um, the club medical. Yeah, they, they do a, a complete medical workup. They check your heart rate, they check your fitness and everything else. So I'm wondering just how often do they do like a, a cardio work for their players? Do they do it every six months? So, and even if they did it every six months, I, I think they would have cut that. I think they would have seen that there was something going on with, you know, his, his condition. But I'm guessing they probably want those, you know, not, not every... Not not regularly, I guess, because it, it costs money to to do those things. I so mean, I don't know when when it comes to money, though. I mean, you you really can't be stingy when it comes to this, because I mean, just from a strictly financial point of view here, and obviously these are real human be beings we're talking about, and there there's another aspect to it too. But from a financial standpoint, it's it's not that much money to kind of make sure yeah, that your players true. are healthy when they're worth like fifty, sixty million euros these days. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know what's going on in terms of, again, like you said, um, do they do these cardio, these cardiac screens every year or just when they change every, clubs? Every year, every six months, when is it warranted to actually do one? We, we don't know. And then again, we're not pointing fingers here. We just, we just asking questions because um, Brady arrhythmia is not something that you just develop just straight overnight. That, and, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Yeah, and hopefully, I, I mean, this is a truly tragic circumstance here, but hopefully there's something that um, all clubs can learn from this, and hopefully this is something that we can use to prevent um, further yeah, instances man. like this from happening in the future. Yeah. All right, you know, cool. Hopefully, um, it, by the way, it's also, it's still a, a developing story. We, um, they said they, we're going to get much more result in in from the autopsy in a couple of weeks. So we'll see how it, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll see what kind of result we get, you know, if hopefully we get, well, we, we, they're not going to publish the full autopsy results <laughs> um, to the public, but you know, we'll make do with what they give us and we'll make sense out of it. 
but yeah, yeah. It, definitely um why don't we why don't we switch gears a little bit let's talk about neymar here a little bit um <laughs> Yo, I, i'm gonna let you go first i will let you go first all right, <laughs> because all right. I know you made a post about it this week to talk about everything else to talk about you know the, the full implication i have some notes on here about um from a revenue standpoint just how much you know he lost um, the club lost just from his absence but it's also a matter of match performance as well from the rest of the team, the psyche, you know. Yep. So we'll, we'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you start off. <laughs> all right, all right. Pay, pay attention to this right here. So between the money lost in wages, transfer value, match day revenue, TV revenue, jersey sales, Champions League prize money, and overall club value, it is estimated that Neymar's foot injury – will cost the club a PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, a minimum of 50 million euros. 50 million euros. 50 million. That is worth Yo, more than the majority of players. crazy, bro. That's this is crazy. a three-month injury. It's going to cost the club 50 million euros. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yo, it's, there is so much money in soccer, bro. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even fair. It's not even fair, bro. Yeah, but, definitely. But, you know, the, the 50 million euro that Andy's talking about, guys, is it, it stemmed from uh, um, two revenue. So the, 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 I was reading, I, I went and do, did some actual research, right? So it says the estimate gro gross commercial revenue for 2017-18 UEFA Champions League is estimated to be at a $2.35 billion. So that's, that's all the revenue they get for the Champions League for the year, right? Yep. And then they divide that, you know, that money gets broken down because it's two, because it, it, it gets broken down. So the first is, um, I think half of it, well, not, not a half yet. No, not half. I think a quarter of it, they get it from, um, you know, like the ticket, you know, the ticket revenue and all this stuff. People, mm -hmm. fans coming in to watch the game. And then the rest, they get it from all the ads, the TV revenue. Yep. And that, they add those, both to, those two things together to, to, to get to like $2.35 right? So yep. now, of course, they're going to break down that money. And the 30 clubs that actually made it to the group stage, those two clubs, they each get $12.7 million. So once you make it to the group stage, you're guaranteed to get you know, $12.7 right mm -hmm. now <laughs> the further you go along in the champions league the more money you get right That's right so if you get to round 16 you get about i think six million dollars that's what the club gets yeah that's what the club gets and if you make it past round 16 and um you go to the, the, the quarterfinal the semifinal you get even more money i think juventus made about 110 million last year by reaching the final against Real Madrid. That sounds about right. So just Neymar's absence. Because if he was there, if he was there for, for the second left leg, maybe things would have been different, right? Maybe, you, hey, you never know, man. You, yeah, you definitely. PSG, you got the fan working for you. You got the fan. You got the, the, the moral boost. You have a healthy Neymar. Things would have been that I'm a Madrid fan, but I can't, I can't, I can tell you if Neymar was there, things would have been a little bit different. Maybe the match would have been a bit harder. 
Yeah. And maybe they could have gone through. They could have beat Real and gone through. Of course, I, I highly doubt that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real, though. This is a very but, possible but, circumstance but, here because you saw what Neymar did last year against PSG with only yeah. 15 minutes remaining. He led a comeback of three goals in 15 minutes. Exactly. And he could have done the same thing this year. We never know. Yeah. We, we, can't, we can't count him out. So if he had made it through, you know, the team would have gotten an, an additional $6.5 million just by reaching the, the next stage of the Champions League. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, when, when a big player gets injured, just give you guys context, when a big player gets injured, everyone suffers. TV suffers. Um, the, 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 the other player suffers. Coach suffers. Everybody suffers, bro. Yeah, and ju just to go into a little bit more of the TV aspect of it and the jersey sales now, when now Neymar isn't playing for PSG during League 1, and there's a lot of times where these leagues, they really have to negotiate with these TV providers to say, hey, we have X amount of people watching, and because of that, we deserve more money. With That's Neymar crazy. out of the squad, you're not getting your numbers up. And going into the jerseys a little bit more, if Neymar's not playing, you're not selling his jerseys as much. So you can see why now these club doctors and managers are under so much stress so much to get pressure, these players bro. back. So much pressure. That's, so that's the revenue standpoint, guys. Now let's talk about performance on the field. I don't know. I watched the game, bro. I don't know what you saw, but there was complete lack of leadership when I was watching the game. Like, none. Like, absolutely not. Like, what's, what's, what's his name? Virati lost his composure. Like, oh, yeah. you get fouled. Now you're screaming out the ref, bro. Come on, man. That is... <laughs> and it's at such a big stage in a game, too. You can't do that. You can't no. do that at all, bro. I agree 100%. And even quotes I saw after the game from players such as Julian Drax, so I will bring it to you in a little bit. Um, it seemed that they had no spirit on the pitch, and I oh, think man. that was the problem. And, and it's weird. They were at home. Yeah, and they, they were at home in front of all the fans, the PSG Ultras, who clearly showed up. They, oh, try to, they try yeah. to blind they, your boy, uh, Ronaldo. Visibility was zero. It felt like there was like a, 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 a storm on the pitch. You could barely see. There was a snowstorm on the pitch, bro. You could barely see anything. Yeah, exactly. And let, let's get into this a little bit, too, because um, Ronaldo pulled off what I think was honestly one of the greatest goals from a training standpoint that I have ever seen. Bro. my entire life. So for our listeners that, that may have not seen the game, um, the PSG Ultras on one side of the fan, in the fan section, they lit a whole ton of flares up, right? And there was smoke everywhere. Once, once the ball passed half line, you could barely see. You could barely see anything. Anything. And what happened was, of course, the, um, the young boy, soon-to-be Ballon d'Or winner, I think, and Marco Asensio released, I forget who it was, down the left-hand side. And um, the ball was crossed into... Ronaldo, the defenders were absolutely clueless. If you can find a picture of this, yeah. it is fantastic to look at. The defenders who were trying to guard Ronaldo, who was up in the air, were absolutely clueless. They had no idea where the ball was. Ronaldo hit the ball straight on, header straight down past the goalie into the net. And I, I think it was absolutely fantastic. Because Yo, he, a, he's been doing this for years, man. He's been yeah. doing this for years. Exactly. And in, I watched a documentary most of you have probably seen already if you're a big soccer fan. Ronaldo tested to the limit. It's a great documentary. And Ronaldo can actually score 
headers without any vision at all whatsoever, just focus solely on the biomechanics of the person who kicked it. He yep. knows where the ball will be and he will get That's it in exactly every right. single time. Yeah, it takes so much. I wonder just how many times you practice headers, man. You probably spent like once like every day practicing header, like from 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 a young child and now to be able to get to that level. Because you can see it too, like the the way Real Madrid play, they change their whole game. There's a lot of crosses involved when you watch Real Madrid play, and or they only relying on one guy to to score, and it's Ronaldo. They sending crosses every like. There's not a like you know how you know you watch Barcelona play. How many crosses do they send? Not many. Game? Not, not many, many. right? Because <laughs> you're do you relying on Messi to to finger around defenders and to get inside the box with Real Madrid. There's a lot of crosses involved, man. And they won. They actually won. They won. They won Champions League that way. That Remember is true. When, um, yeah. Bell scored that header. Uh, Ramos scored that header in that uh, was that 2014. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so just this, this is it, guys. This is what happened when you lose a, a star player like that. Like you lose money. You're, oh my god, bro, bro. You, when big players, right? Cavani keep they keep mentioning Cavani. Cavani is like the player, the best player of all time, like the, the, the one of the best striker, you know, in PSG. Yeah, but yo, there people the fan wants you to show up during big games. Yo, I, I didn't see Cavani at all, man. Aside from that, that ball that bounced from his from his back from his <laughs> from his back to the to to the net. I didn't see him. He didn't show up. That is true. I mean, I saw him. I saw him a little bit in the first half, but um, past that, I mean, it it really goes down because when when you're a striker, especially the highest caliber like Edison Cavani, you're really relying on your midfielders and your outside backs to really give you service. And if your your best midfielder and Marco Verratti gets sent off, and the rest of your team gives up, then you're kind of just stuck with your hands in your pants with nothing to that do. Is, that is true. That is true. But Players like when Ronaldo doesn't get the ball, what does he do? Like you see this guy track back when Ronaldo, what's his name? Lacazette did it too a bunch of time in games. When he doesn't get the ball, he comes get it all the way from the mid- midfield. You know, like you, if you stay up top all the time, you know, you, you're not gonna get service. Now you gotta go back to the midfield, then sort of like have the the back line drop with you because they're not gonna let you have all the space between the the, the, the CBs and the midfield. So they're going to drop with you a little bit. And that creates space. And, you know, the, the wingers can actually do something about that. But I didn't, Cavani didn't do that at all. I mean, man, I, I don't know, man. Okay. La- I, don't, I don't really like him. I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I think it's, it's a little bit of a bias I, there. But... Cavani's not that real. Like, yeah, he's scoring all time PSG leading scorer. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, impact-wise, man, you know, in, in big game, I want to see him show up in big game. And, you know, he didn't do that for me. Um, part of it, too, because, like you said, he wasn't receiving service. Okay, La- overall, last thing before we move on from the PSG. I'm going to read you a quote. We didn't prepare for this, so this is strictly live. I'm going to read you a quote. I want you to guess who said it. All, All right. right. You right. must press Real Madrid when you're 3-1 down, not just make passes and wait for something for, to fall from the sky. This summer, 400 million euros were spent, and everyone said this would change things, but we still nope. haven't progressed past this round. 
all mentality, bro. I we said we talked about it last week. Yeah, your mindset. Who said this? I don't know. Maybe Gary Neville, because Gary Neville is already <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, this this actually came straight from a PSG player from Julian Draxler right after oh, the game. Oh snap! So that that tells you the whole mentality issue right here. Oh man, Yo, isn't that something? <laughs> <laughs> from a player himself that's yep. crazy it shows you that they're, they're, they're some people are not happy right now in the club it shows you like some people are not happy yeah all right let's move on um you have a little bit of news on harry kane right suffering an ankle injury. yes hold on a second and let me just harry kane harry kane oh come on yeah harry kane yeah, he was withdrawn early today after scoring a goal, too, by the way, which <laughs> got to make sure I say that. Um, so after he shot the ball, um, I think he got pushed a little bit and he twisted the same ankle that actually kept him on the sideline for many months um, before. So he injured that same ankle. Um, clearly, like the moment after he rolled in and he said, no, I can't, we, I'm not going to be able to continue, sub me. And then they put, they put Eric Lamala. Lamella, Lamella. They put Lamella in, and um, even of course um, Spurs won the game. But in the case of Hurricane, is it a big blow for um, the team? I would say yes. Your 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 big your big striker, big um, leading scorer is is off, and they don't they don't they didn't give us um, just how long he's gonna be off, you know. So he was um, they they put him in a cast like in a, a boot after the game oh really so, yeah so i'm, okay. I'm it, it's another another ligament issue i'm not sure how long he's gonna be off because they didn't tell us if i knew the grade of the ankle injury i would have i would have known a little bit about when it's gonna be off but we don't know so i'm gonna go on a lamb here and say maybe two or three weeks if it's not severe but you know it's one of those things too about ankle injury man they're the worst Especially when you you sprain in the first time, and if you don't take care of it well, you you more likely to injure it again. And we see this is what happened with Hurricane here. Big blue for Spurs, but you know they got they got Sun. Sun's been performing really well, so we'll see how you know he does um, yeah. on during his absence. So yeah, and just go just to go in a little bit more on um, why that happens with the ankle. Um, so there, there are, there are ligaments in your foot, right. That help give it stability. And, um, whenever you have those ligaments that connect all those bones together, um, you also have nerves that go into those ligaments as well. And those yeah. nerves really help send signals, right. to your brain to tell your brain whenever your ligaments are under some stress that they might tear. And as you keep on having these sprains over and over again, those nerves don't work as well. So your body doesn't know when you're about to sprain your ankle so you can fix it. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what's happening with Harry Kane here, where um, hopefully that this doesn't become a recurrent problem because the yeah, biggest risk for this injury is having this injury in the past. So, yeah, so yeah, hopefully, um, you know, he, he figures it out. But, yeah, it's just it's a big, big blow for them. Yeah, definitely. And going over from London to the other side of England, going up to the north, Manchester, um, the biggest club in the world, Manchester United, just lost what there is um, 
what seems to be a thigh gash type of injury here, maybe a little bit of a traumatic injury for Paul Pogba. Um, this injury happened in the last minute of training just before their match this past weekend. Yeah. And what happened with him was Mourinho said after the game that this was a very, he said, quote, unlucky injury and that it happened in the last minute of training. And there were reports saying that it could be like a thigh gash. So what I'm guessing happened here was maybe um, it was a late challenge at the end of training when maybe your players weren't as focused and yeah. he might have gotten a cleat to the thigh and he might maybe just need a few stitches or something. Um, if it's not that, then it might be like a thigh muscular injury, like a hamstring injury, but that wasn't reported at all. So that's just yeah, my no. guess on it. I think I'm, I'm expecting him to be back next week. If it's not, if it's the way it, it is, because I, I saw him doing, um, was that before the Liverpool game, dabbing Mourinho. So I don't think, I don't think it's going to be out. He's going to be out for too long. Um, my guess is if it's that kind of injury, maybe you might, it might be, you might see him next week. Yeah, again, especially with um, Champions League this Wednesday and Tuesday for uh, Manchester United, who I believe play on Tuesday. Um, big oh, game against oh, Sevilla yeah, coming up. True. They're going to need him healthy. So maybe it could have been a, a thing of him just resting, making sure the injury is not At the same time, though, like, that's kind of like low-key. One of your best players you've been – well, they have, they have so many good players on the team, bro. That is like, true. You just decide to make a bold move and say you rest both by. You don't know. I don't want to get him injured for the Champions League, so I'm going to rest him. I have enough arms. I have enough weapons to deal with Liverpool, so let me just do that real quick. <laughs> that's that's kind of low-key disrespectful, bro. Oh, man. That... Low-key disrespectful to club and my team, bro. That is true. Decide, you know what? Man, we don't need Pogba right now. We're just going to let him rest. We don't know if it's the injuries is that severe. We're just going to let him rest for a little bit for the severe game that's going to come on. Yeah, I mean, his replacement in Marcus Rashford did a pretty good job. If Yo, I say. that kid showed up. He did. That kid showed up, bro. He showed up. Yeah, scoring two goals within the first 30 minutes of the match. I mean, he, he really did play a good game. Um, and he really adjusted because he's a player in United that kind of is asked to play all sorts of positions going from that is left wing, right wing, attacking midfielder, center midfielder, behind the striker. But I, he, I he do really think, does it all. I do, I do think he, he flourished a lot when he's on the left, left side because he, he gave Alexander, like, a lot of problems, bro. Yeah. Like, then again, give I can't say – it's just – it just shows you – the mindset of a, an attack of the young attacker and the mindset of a young defender, like yeah. just show you the difference. Right. Cause like Alexander made a rookie mistake by trying to commit too much. Like he should have just tried to contain yeah, the guy, just contain, right? Yeah. But he didn't contain, like he tried to lunge and then he did like one of those Ronaldo chop <laughs> to, 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 to cut. And then he just, Oh, just threw that curler. Right on the second post, man. I was like, oh, God. And then to saw, him, to saw him score another goal on the same side again, that's me. Yeah. Say, Yo, club, what are you doing? Just, just, just sub the kid out. You know what I mean? And Salah was um, – they, they kept him tight. They, they kept did. Him tight, yeah, he, he was in the pocket of the United defense all morning long. He, he was trying to, but he could so, – Salah was trying. I think he was trying a little too much, trying to, like, out-muscle. Out people 
and um, Mane was trying a lot to, but you know what I noticed? Why I, I posted it on my on my story. They didn't take that many shots outside the box, bro. Guess who? True. Guess who used to take shots outside the box? Felipe. Bro. <laughs> I was right about to ask you. Like, it seems like this is a game that you're kind of missing the impact of a pretty Yo, dynamic midfielder in Coutinho. Salah is great, don't get me wrong, but you know, when Salah scores most of his goal inside a box, but when you can't get any options inside a box, now you're gonna have to rely on some long shot. Hopefully you get like a, a, a rebound, just like when you play FIFA, you get one of those rebounds and then you put <laughs> yeah. the ball back. Uh, uh, you pull the bat ball in the, in the net, right, from the rebound, hopefully you could have gotten something like that um, in this game today. But Felipe wasn't there, bro. So you could see no one was comfortable taking a long shot either. Yeah. And w when Liverpool is really getting to these tougher teams, I mean, a front three is, is good for these, like, average and below average teams and if they're clicking on all cylinders. But if, if it comes to a point where your front three by any chance are not firing on the same day, then you really need someone behind them to either yeah. say, hey, I'm going to feed you or, hey, I'm going to do it myself. And that really was Coutinho in a nutshell. Exactly. There was no shot outside the box, man. I was very disappointed. Every time I came out, I said, yo, why are they not shooting? Why is Milner not shooting outside the box? Why is – what's his name? Wijnaldum? I can never pronounce his name. Right. Why is he not <laughs> – why is he not shooting outside the box? No one's shooting outside the box, bro. Yeah, and our last injury for today, Andres Iniesta, who may or may not feature in Barcelona's, Barcelona's second leg against Chelsea at home at the Camp Nou. Um, what are your thoughts on this injury, and should he or should he not play? Um, I don't – you're talking about the, the Champions League game or just – Yeah, game? the Champions League game against Chelsea coming up. Um, well, he could play, but they can try to sub him, like, in the second half, like, by the 70th minute if they're not getting anything creatively. But they have enough players, man, to just – oh, I know what you mean. Like, in, in big stage like that because yeah. Chelsea's not, Chelsea's not going to come and just, you know – they're not they're not gonna they're gonna come full throat and trying to beat Barcelona. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but they're not gonna sit back. It's not gonna be one of those games like PSG where, you know, they're just lifeless mm -hmm. and let yeah. PSG unless Barcelona run the show. They're gonna come at them. And when when you have a game like that, you need players like Iniesta who can actually hold the ball and not lose it and pass it around. You know, you need that that um that composure. In the, you need that experience in the midfield. And if, if needed, they might bring him in the second half. You know, they don't forget, you know, he's like, we, like you said, he, he might be fit to play. So if he's fit to play, bring him in the second half and just let that experience kick in. Yeah, from, from a strictly attacking player standpoint for Barcelona, if, if you're Ernesto Valverde looking at your squad, you really don't have, besides Messi and Suarez, you don't have that much experience going forward into the attack because you have Iniesta, who is obviously very experienced, who may or may not play because of his health. Um, your other player you can really rely on, Felipe Coutinho, isn't eligible to play because yeah. oh, wait, he's not, cup he's tied not, to he's Liverpool. Wait, is he? No, he, he can't play because he's yeah, he um, cup play. tied to Liverpool from the previous Champions League. Huh. 
Yeah, so that leaves you with Dembele, who's only 19 years old and who's in and out of the squad with injury. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how he will line up against Chelsea at home. That is true. That is true. Well, you know, you have those players. You bought them for a lot of money. Hey, <laughs> you use them. Use them. Use someone says 33-year-old midfielder should not play 90, full, 90 minutes full. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, Iniesta has been in and out of the squad too because of injury. And so there could be a question of fitness as well. Is he fit to actually play a full 90 minutes? We don't know. But my guess is he's not, he's not going to be, you know, f- as fit to play 90 minutes of full intense pressure. So I yeah, think- let's, let, let's actually answer a few questions here. So it, for our listeners who are listening to our podcast, we are also live on Instagram. So we have questions coming in right now. So what we're going to actually do is we're going to read a few to you and we're going to give you our thoughts on them live here on the air. Um, so I'm going to read you a question for you, Berg. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, David says, Pogba is a key player, but I think, man, you will be okay even without him. What are your thoughts on that? Wait, say that again. I didn't hear you. Um, our One of our listeners on our Instagram Live says, Pogba is a key player, but I think Man U will be okay even without him. <laughs> Come on. We saw it. We saw it. We saw it yesterday. He wasn't there, and they did okay without him. Nonetheless, I, you know, what's his name? Sanchez wasn't in the game too much. To be honest with you, Sanchez wasn't in the game too much at all yesterday. So, and everything was coming. They kept feeding, um, they kept feeding Marcus Rashford on the wing. And then you, you could see, I don't, they didn't have any problem in the midfield at all. You know, the midfield wasn't exactly, um, you know, they didn't have any problem in the midfield against Liverpool. So, Pogba's absence, you know, you, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it watching the game yesterday. It's almost like, you know, like I said, you know, they, they won without him. So I don't think his presence was, his absence was um, really felt at all. So question for you, as this is obviously you coming as a Liverpool fan here. Yeah. But um, from, from a very neutral perspective of me being, yes, I like Arsenal in England, but I'm pretty neutral when it comes to England. Um, when I think of Paul Pogba, everyone says he's a world-class player. And when you look at one, Paul Pogba was at his best form. It was at Juventus, right? Yeah. And when he was at Juventus, he was in a very dynamic squad, right? He had three defenders behind him, very solid, probably the three best yeah. in the world. And alongside him in the midfield, you had Marquisio, you had Pirlo, you had uh, Vidal. So when he was in a squad like that, he could pretty much do whatever he wanted. Exactly. He had work rate and effort. He he had free reign. He had he had um they they give him the key to creativity. Yeah. And when you have those kind of players around you, it frees you up a little bit to 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 create. And the the position he's been asked to play at Man United kind of damped down on his creativity. Because I don't know if you know this, if they put the moment they the, the moment they purchase Matic, right? Yeah. Pogba started flourishing a little bit because yeah. he could play in front of Matic and he could actually create. But now that I'm seeing, because now I don't know if they, they voted him again to be like to play in a deeper position. But every time I watch the game, I see Pogba coming 
very, very, very deep in the yeah. midfield to get the ball. Like we're talking in front of the back four to get the ball. Maddox should be the one to do that and hit pass the ball to him. But he's coming way too deep, and that frees him a little bit. Because if you're coming all the way from the back, bro, now you have a lot of room to run with the ball. That's not going to happen. The most thing you're going to do is probably pass the ball to Alessi Sanchez on the wing. And then with him, he's going to try to cut in the middle and then try to cross the ball towards the other side. And, you know, Pogba is not as involved. So he needs to be involved in every every single play. And he's not as involved as you can see. And if you... If you're not if you're not getting into your groove, man, yo, that 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 million dollar price tag, it, it's gonna look like it, it, it's 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 shit. <laughs> so, so here's my thoughts on it, right? I I used to think along the same the same train as you, but I I kind of got to thinking, and if you have a player in Paul Pogba who is clearly rated as one of the top one of the top maybe five midfielders in all of Europe, um, one of the most expensive players in all time, if if people say you're that good and you think you're that good, shouldn't you be able to adjust your game a little bit to, because he, he's one of the few players in the entire world that is clearly world-class, but really depends on not only a formation, but also a position in that formation for him to be at his best. There are many players that can adjust their game. Why can't Paul Pogba do the same? Like I, I have only one answer for that. And is this, inflation in, 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 in price in the transfer market. I mean, when I think about it, is Paul Pogba worth that much money? I don't think so. I don't think he's worth that much. He's a great player. He's a, he, if, he, if he plays in this position, dude, you're going to see him. You're going to see him as a – you're going to see Pogba from Juventus. But what we're seeing right now is a guy that's been played, I think, a little bit outside of his position. and. Is he able to adjust? I don't know, because we're not we, – don't forget that Mourinho is coaching the squad. You know, he, 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 there's yeah. a certain amount of freedom he allows his players to get. And in the midfield, he wants his things to be tight, bro. Yeah, solid. That, that's the thing. So he's not – Pope has not been given the freedom to play and adjust your game. I mean, it's it's – that's a, it's, it's a good question, to be honest with you. Can he adjust his game? Adjust his game to what? To be a more defensive player? Pogba's not a more defensive player. But as you see how he plays, right? he comes all the way deep. It, that's not his role, man. Like, you got to play players. If you buy him for this much money, I think, if you buy him for this much money, even though I don't think he's worth that much money, you should be playing him in a position that's going to make him equal to his price tag. And that is true. Mourinho don't care about that at all. <laughs> no, sir. Mourinho's thinking, oh, man, I bought this guy for a lot of money. I better put him in the position that he should. No. Mourinho can take a guy that's worth like $2 billion. <laughs> and, <laughs> just, and then just say, you know what? I don't need you. I'm, I need you here. Play that position for me so that my taxi can work. You know, it's it's one of those things. And some players can't really play well under Mourinho. That is very true. And I don't know. I don't know if this is what we're seeing right now. But Pogba, for me, man, has not been as impactful as he used to be. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I think he should have gone to Madrid. You know, I think he should have came to, to Barcelona, but that's a topic well, for another day. <laughs> but our last question before we sign off for y'all here. Comes from Bilal, says, when is Neymar coming back? 
Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Berg? When is Neymar coming back? Neymar is coming back, um, I think, maybe three or four weeks before the what's the thing um before what's <laughs> before the world cup starts <laughs> what's the I'm thing like, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on world cup yeah before <laughs> the world cup starts i think he's gonna come back but he's not gonna play for psg before that as that that's not going to happen brazil's not gonna risk even though psg on neymar brazil is not the silicone is not letting this happen you need this kind of player not only for just a performance standpoint, but for revenue standpoint too, bro. Say you get Neymar now, and then he gets injured again. He injured another ankle, bro. Oh, bro. yeah. That's the nook. And like we, talk, like we talked about before, once you injured your ankle, you're more likely to re-injure your ankle again, right? Yep. Bring this guy yeah. in before the League One finish, injure his ankle again, then he's out. Then his performance going to get damp for the for the World Cup, no, they, they're not going to take that chance, bro. Yeah. I, think, I think he's going to come. You're going to see Neymar play um, in, in training for the World Cup. But yeah, I agree. And back for League One, that's there, not gonna there are actually reports out there saying that Neymar may not play for PSG ever again. Um, I don't know how accurate they are. <laughs> bro, come on, man. This is peak. Really? Rumor, fake news season that we're fake in right news, now. Fake news at its finest, bro. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's there could be truth to it. You never know. We'll see what and happens. It gets to a point, and it gets to a point now where guys have so much money to spend on players. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't seem like it's much anymore. The money doesn't mean anything anymore because it has no more value. Because when you like, when you spend it left and right, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It, like these, like I said, when you have this exam, I mean, when you have that much money to spend, now all of a sudden, like you're like, oh, seriously, man, you yeah. spend that much money on a player, and then now you're hearing rumor about him leaving, like seven <laughs> years, dude. Are you serious right now? No, I I'm just hearing what I I'm just saying what I hear. In yeah, the news feed, they, they, yeah I, I, I read it too. They said he want, um, there's a rumor that's saying that he wants to come back to Spain. Yeah, I honestly, if I were him, if I'm Neymar and God forbid I want to leave PSG, there are only three clubs I would leave PSG for. That is one, Barcelona. I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. Two, Real Madrid, the second biggest club in the world, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to happen either. Three, Manchester United. Uh, under Mo, bro, under Mourinho. I don't. I. I think. Listen. I think Mourinho's days at Manchester United are numbered. Um, oh yeah. But Neymar at Manchester United. Imagine going back to the ratings, biggest club in the world, and United with the most popular player on social media, Neymar. Imagine how much money that would bring. You make. You make sense for him because there's a lot of TV in England. He'll make. you make a lot of money. There's a yeah. lot of TV. All the TV ads are in England now in terms of revenue standpoint. So Manchester United making it to um, semifinal round 16, round six of the Champions League means huge amount of money. Yes, sir. That would mean huge amount of money for him and Manchester United. So from a financial standpoint, that makes sense. But let's talk about Neymar's style of play. That is very true. But when you, when you all think- around. There's a lot of space in England. Yeah. When you play, I watch a lot of England um, football. There's a lot of space. 
when you play in England. So that means Neymar has the opportunity to just dribble all around and do whatever it takes. Now, that's one. Now let's talk about the brutal schedule. Oh, Injury standpoint. Yeah. Bro, you think Neymar have to put on like 50 pounds of muscle. <laughs> and he, look, here's the thing. He already put on 20 when he went to when he went yeah, to he Spain. Did, he did. He did. He's going to have to put him some more, man, cuz players get injured, especially players that like to dribble a lot. They get you get injured. Guys not going to let you do much. They're not going to let you dribble all around, man. So Neymar's going to be fouled a lot. He's going to yep. complain a lot. I don't know, man. I don't I don't see Neymar as um, playing in, in England. The only reason I say Manchester United is that, one, they are unarguably one of the biggest clubs in the world. Their name recognition on is the highest caliber. When you, when you, if you just walk up to a random player or a random person on the street who knows nothing about soccer, you ask them to name one team, it'll probably be Manchester United. And from his, from his personal standpoint of him wanting to become the best in the world and winning a Ballon d'Or, if he wants to do it, I think Manchester United is the place. I, I'm going to say this. People are going to hate me, but I don't know, man. Man, you hasn't been that authoritative figure in a, in a while, bro. It has not. Well, it has not. Happened. Yes, they still have a boatload of money. Yes, people still say Man United is this and that, but when you look at look at if Man United have the same amount of money as Real Madrid, Barcelona, if not more, and every year you don't even make it to the semifinal of the Champions League, like how you bit how you still you might be big in terms of money, but in terms of result, are you are you still that big? Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I don't know, man. That is a whole <laughs> nother topic for another day. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we are out of time for our podcast today. <laughs> I just, just ran away from this topic. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to lose followers here. I'm no, not, sir. I'm but not a man, you followers. I'm dodging this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to thank everybody for listening today. This is a little bit of a longer podcast. So thank you if yeah. you made it up to this point. Um, once again, my name is Andy. You can follow me at, at the football physios, football with a U. Burr, give us your name. My name is Berg. You can follow me at the soccer obsessed. And this is a this is a podcast brought to you by the fantasy doctors. Be sure to follow them on all social media platforms. Subscribe to this podcast, please. Give us a five-star rating. You know you like us if you made it this yeah. far. Also, another thing that we can do, um, we can take some you know, we can get some topics from, from, from our listeners and then we can try to include it in the next podcast so that, you know, you guys can feel included into the podcast a little bit. So I don't know if we can actually have a post on the stuff that we're going to talk about in the podcast on our stories. And if people can just post whatever topic they want, you can vote on that, do a poll. That'd be nice too. I don't know what you think, Andy. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. In fact, we'll, we'll have that in time for you guys next week. But once again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Check out the Fantasy Doctors on all social media platforms. If you're interested in NBA news, NFL news, MLB news, injury news in all aspects, be sure to subscribe. Thank you very much and have a great day, guys.